Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we sit down and we go over the market. I will tell you that, um, you know, today, um, there's a movie, and the movie is called Yesterday, okay? And yesterday, the, the, the crooks of this movie is, the guy is a musician, he starts singing a Beatles song, and somebody goes, that's the best song I've ever heard, and he goes, that's Beatles, I mean, you know, John uh, wrote this song, he goes, and they say, who are the Beatles? They've never heard of the Beatles. And the more he talks, the more he asks, people, for some reason, he's living in bizarro world, nobody's ever heard of the Beatles. So he starts playing these Beatles songs, and everybody loves the songs. But nobody's heard of the Beatles for some unknown whatever reason. Nobody's heard of the Beatles. So he becomes very famous singing Beatles songs. This is how I feel <clears throat> in today's real estate market. I feel like I'm in bizarro world. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I'm looking at some statistics. I'm doing research for Coffee with Casey, and I'm trying to stay up to date on the market for everybody. And what I see is remarkable. And I think what happened is in the last two and a half years, uh, the market's been so good that agents either got lazy or just got into business, or they started relying on the, the search engines and, and pricing models online. And it is an absolute dumpster fire in the real estate market today. <clears throat> Not a lack of buyers, lack of um, lack of um, of real estate agents that know how to price houses, or uh, maybe sellers are just unrealistic, and and, uh, uh, and 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 the realtors are going along with it. I don't know, but I can tell you that it's it's shocking what's happened in the market. And I'm going to show you what's going on, show you why it's happening, and how it's prevented. And if you're a Samson realtor or a seller that listens to the show or has anything to do with our team or, you know, a realtor that's in the masterminds at Samson Properties or listens to this show, we're going to fix it. And we're going to fix it today. And from this point forward, it's all good. Okay. So let's, let's talk about what the problem is. Let me, let me share my screen. Let me go over and show you, show you the issue that we have. And it's, a, it's, it's quite an issue. It's, it's, um, I don't want to say it's disturbing, but you know, it's kind of disturbing. So let me, um, I thought I had it up here for you and let me pull it up right now. All right, here we go. Okay. So 70% of the homes, get your arms around this. Seven out of 10 homes have withdrawn on the market in November. Now that's incredible. I mean, you know, and it's systemic, it's everywhere. So Vienna had 62% withdrawal and, uh, you know, Fairfax County as a whole had 70% of the homes withdrawal. So this is, this is countywide, this is Northern Virginia wide, this is region wide. Now, some people may say, well, uh, you know, November people pull houses off. Yeah, they do, no doubt about it. So 19 to 20%, you know, this is from 2021 you'll see it was between 16 and 22% pulled their house off the market because of the holidays. But 66 and 70%, that's failure. That is a failure to price. It's a failure to sell. It is a, it is a nightmare for both realtors. It's a nightmare for sellers. This, what you're looking at, is a dumpster fire. So Fairfax alone had $350 million worth of real estate withdrawal unsold. Now, and again, um, that's not just, I mean, that's going through torture. 
So each withdrawal, each million dollar house, each home, that's torture going through that. Let me show you what it looks like. First of all, that's, this is why I want to go back to this. This is what it looks like. Okay. This is a home. We can see the, the history of a house and the house came on. I think I showed this last week in September 9th for 1.2 million. And then it's steadily decreased. So every time it decreases, that's taking a pint of blood out of the cellar, right? It's deflating. It's irritating. It's agitating. It's, it's horrible. It, it takes an emotional toll on people. Um, you can't live like this, right? Well, this happened. $340 million worth of real estate did this, right? In this last month. So this is what we call a death spiral, which means you overprice it. And then it goes down, 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 down. But what happens is the price of the house is falling because it's been on the market too long and you never catch up. You never catch up. So look at this person. They dropped it 20 grand, 20 grand, 20. I mean, what is it? That's the damn stupidest thing I've ever, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. The true value of that house is $875,000. What in the hell is going on out here? You know, what in the hell? Why would that realtor put that house on for $1.2 million when it's $875? I'm going to show you how simple it is not to do it. But, and, and let me show you why they do do it. This is Compass. Compass, I've, I've pulled this off of one of the, one of the sellers that, um, uh, you know, I, I was competing for a listing and pricing the house. And they said, no, the price is up here. The price is not here. I said, can you show me the comps for that? Can you show me where you arrived? So I got a 26-page report, but I pull off the comps, and they're using, you know, here's your square footage of houses. This is, com this is a comparable. So it was a 3,200-square-foot house, and they're using 3,800-square-foot house, 5,200. How in the hell can you compare a 5,200-square-foot house to a 3,200-square-foot house? So... Here is the thing. The online engines, Compass, garbage. Uh, our uh, uh, property, realtor property resource, garbage. Let me show you why. There's realtor property resource. I looked at a house. I have a client. They wanted to buy a house. They said, can you price this for me? It's a $600,000 house. So I, I, I said, well, I'm pricing it at $515 or $520. What, what happened? So I, I talked to the agent, very nice agent, sent me the comps on our uh, RPR, Realtor Property Resource, which is what a lot of realtors use. So the initial comps come in, and these are at $490,000 you know, $500,000. Now, this house is listed for six hundred grand. This house is at five eighty-five, dollars but is $30,000 assessed higher than the house I'm looking at. So these are not comps. This comp is more pushing towards the 550s, closer to my, you know, 525. So if we come down here, these are the backup comps. This was in March. This is in April, April, June, May, May, July. Those are the comps. And if we know anything about this market, the market has dropped. The prices have dropped. Why would you possibly use? Why would you possibly use comps that are from March and April? That 
It's RPR. That is Realtor Property Resource. And I'm telling you, a lot of realtors use it. It is absolutely a dumpster fire. Zillow is a dumpster fire. The Compass, wrong, incorrect. Now, if, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, and Compass's engine is gray, and it's state-of-the-art, and Zillow's is correct, and RPR is the way people do things, why in the hell are 70% of the homes overpriced? Let me show you how easy it is. Let me just let me just let me just show you how absolutely this is what my this is what my um um analyzation looks like. Pretty simple. Homes of similar background, similar size, similar age, similar uh, assessment. And you come in and say, give me all these houses within a mile or two miles, whatever we can get. We need enough comps to give us uh, accurate readings. But in this case, these homes are active. They're 120 to 125% above assessment, right? So let's go up here and say the active homes are 121% of the over assessment. These homes are under contract. Let's say the average of those is 110, because it is. The average is 110. Here are the homes that sold, right? Average, 109. Here are the homes that withdrew. Um, there were some withdrawals that I had in here, and they were at 125. So let's take a look at this. They, they started, right now they're down at 113, but their actual original list price was listed at 125, 125%. So, so it's pretty easy to see that the homes that are selling are at 110 and the homes that aren't selling are in the 120s. And it looks like this. So let me ask you this. If you, if you give this to a seller and you say, these are the actual appraisal comps, not from May, not from April, not from February, but these are similar size, not 5,200 compared to 3,200, right? So the actual homes that are considered appraisal quality comparables are selling at 109 to 110% of assessment. And you can see there's five of them and there's four of them. So there's plenty of, of comps, right? And then the active, there's two of them and withdrawals, there was four of them. So there's plenty of those too, right? So if we're looking at the seller and we're saying 121 to 125, it's just not selling. Now, do you know how I get these numbers? Because these are actual listings on the market and these are actual withdrawals. So, so agents literally put them on at 125% of assessment and 121% of assessments. So these are actual listings that realtors put on. So here, this is the estimated sales price at 110% is 995,000. The ones that aren't selling, the realtors are going and putting them on for 1.138. That's what it's worth. That's what they're putting it on for. So it's really, you know, <coughs> if this is so simple, and it's so simple for everybody to understand. And you all are pretty clear. We've been talking about it for five minutes and it's pretty clear this house is worth a million, not a million, one, you know, 38. Why is everybody putting it on for 1.138? And I'll tell you why. Because RPR says that's what it's worth. 
Because Zillow says that's what it's worth. Because Compass says that's what it's worth. I'm telling you, the number one problem, the number one problem in, in national pricing engines is they never take into account the percentage of assessment. Now we have tax assessors in every county, Arlington, Fauquier, Fairfax, whatever, Prince William, Loudoun County. We have tax assessors. Their job is to make sure that when house sells, does that line up and how does this, so they're constantly working. That's what they do full-time, full-time appraisers are working on what things sell for and how that affects the what their uh, percentage of assessment. Are they perfect? No, they're not perfect. But there's a range. There's a small range. Not like this, but like this. There's a small range. So, so now, uh, Arlington is different than Fairfax County. So you can only take houses when you're doing this within a one mile radius. So those are all Arlington County houses or those are all Fairfax County houses. So you just have a range that is still in the same tax assessment district, right? But close enough in size, close enough in age. And then you can compare the assessments. If everybody's selling at 110%, not 125%, then put it on for 110. It's not rocket science. I mean, this is not rocket science. See how easy it is? See how the guy is sitting here going, you know, nobody's heard of the Beatles before. I mean, nobody's heard of this before. I mean, is this crazy or what? And that is because everybody is so dependent on these damn pricing engines and they're wrong. And they're taking people down that path of what we call the death spiral. And the evidence is 70% of the homes withdrew unsold. That's up 50, that's up, you know, it was 19, now it's, now it's 70. Does that, is that crazy? I mean, as a real estate professional, you would just really look at this and go, what, what the hell is everybody doing out there? I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. But I will tell you this. Here's how we're going to fix it. If you are a listener of Coffee, Casey, Coffee with Casey and you listen to this and you're a seller, don't worry about it. You send me your address. I'll give you the price, right? No problem. And no questions asked. I've got a pricing team. We can handle 10 times what we're doing right now. It's no big deal. Send me, we'll make sure the price is correct. If you are a realtor at Samson Properties and you need a house price, because I'm not gonna have this at Samson Properties. I'll put on another person. If you need a, a house price or your house has been on the market for a while and it's not selling and you listen to my show, you send me the tax record. Probably usually within... 20 minutes, you'll get back with, with that chart, which shows this is what they're selling for. This is what they're not selling for. Make sure you adjust your price. Okay. Now let's, let's stop here. That offer's solid. So that goes without saying, if you're a Samson property realtor, send me the tax record, not an address, send me the tax record. Um, I'll make sure that you're a Samson realtor. I'm not going to do this for any other real estate companies, but if you're a Samson realtor. You send me a tax record, I will send you what the house is worth. Something you can show the seller. And you, the seller, me, everybody's going to know this is what the house is worth. So that's, that's solid, okay? Now, let's talk about how we adjust the price. What that number says, what that 110% means, is that that is what a customary house sells for. Now, customary house means, does it have similar hardware? 
Do the comps have similar kitchens, similar bathrooms, similar updates, similar conditions, similar wall colors? I mean, what do the rest of them look like? So if everybody's, if the standard is up here, that's customary. So if you're down here and the standard is up, you're not 110, you're 105, right? But if you're better than everybody else, maybe you're you're one of you're 105 percent of what everybody else is. So if they're at 110, we're at 115. If I'm renovated, maybe I'm at 118, 120. And if I'm worth more, then buyers will bid it up higher. And I don't want to hear any of this crap about the market. They are still bidding if your prices is, is if if you have competitive people coming after your house and they both want it, and there's very limited supply, they still need to buy a house. I don't care about the interest rates. Interest rates are 5.35. Uh, that's as low. That's 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 fine. That's not a killer interest rate. You get a seven-year arm or a 10-year arm at 5.35. That is fine. And let me tell you something. When you take into account that the value of the house has dropped and you're paying, the mortgage payment is almost the same. So, you know, I would rather buy a house when the price was down than when the rates were down. Because when the rates are down, the price is up, Right. So there's no turning back. But if I if the rates are up and the, and the housing price is down and I buy it, I'm not overpaying for the house, right? Because rates move up and down, but the value does not. You need to stay there, okay? You need to buy it right. It's called buying it right. So, <clears throat> so where, you know, it's, it's up to the agent to look at this. And I'll have a big disclaimer when I have this thing that goes out. It says, hey, this is a customary value you know, that true value varies based on upgrades, condition, lot premium or discount. If somebody's on Route 66 or Dulles Toll Road, or somebody's got a big flat lot, it's very nice, Baxter Woods, or it's a premium lot, it's on a cold set, whatever it is, you look at it and you need to be able to, to adjust for upgrades, condition, and lot premium. Now, if you can't do that, you shouldn't be a realtor, right? So um, don't, don't ask people to trust you with their life savings or their biggest house, you know, their biggest asset. And don't ask them to trust you if you don't know how to price a house from that point on. If the bedrock is 110, then you need to be able to go up and down, okay? Based on upgrades, condition, lot premium, market conditions. That's why we put how many homes are active, how many homes are under contract, how many homes are everything. If you have eight homes that are active and they're at 110 and you go on at 110, that's going to be a problem, right? Because nothing's under contract, eight are on the market, eight are on the market at that price. So you would have to drop the price to, to, to get some effect on market. So there are certain things that we send out the, um, this is your estimate of value. This is your customary value. And we give you a chart and we give you the, you know, the actual estimated price, you need to really think about, is that going to go higher or lower based on condition and upgrades, lot premium, market conditions? You got to be a realtor, right? That's what we do. That's why when people put a, a thing into a computer and the computer spits out a price, have you taken into account all of this? Have you taken into account? I can tell you what they don't take into account, percentage of assessment. What's the number one way to tell what a property's worth? Percentage of assessment. One mile radius, similar size, similar age, go back 90 days, that's it. Now, if you have to go 
up to a little bit bigger house or go out a little bit farther or back a little bit, then you do that until you have enough comps. But you have to be thoughtful. We are. The, our, our, our pricing team here is very thoughtful about where we move and how we still arrive at the correct price for that house. We don't wing it. This is not something you win, right? So, so when we get these numbers, then we're and, and the realtor puts in the final uh, aspect, and then when that's done, you go ahead and launch that at coming soon for seven days. Coming soon is critical, right? Um, you put and, and let me tell you something about coming soon pricing, right? So you can't really overinflate it too much. Because what happens if the market is soft, right? And instead of being within $50,000 of what it should be, you're 100,000 off. Then it could give you a misread. Nope, there's nobody at this. Let's go to here. This is our number. Not really, because you haven't really tested that number. Now, some of us, if you go a little bit higher, then we get to this number. It's like, I'm sure that's the number. Don't worry about it. But you know, if you're testing something a little higher than, than market conditions, because maybe it's a walk to Vienna, maybe it's Vienna Elementary, maybe it's got a great lot, maybe it's got a cool floor plan, maybe it's got some upgrades, you know, whatever the reason be, you just need to make sure that you don't go over 50 or 100,000, because then the test will give you a false read at 50,000 less, and, and maybe you're still 50,000 over. So, but that's, that's handled, if you do make that mistake, if we do make that mistake, then it's handled within 30 days. We don't sit around and wait, 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 wait. Hey, if the first wave doesn't buy it and the Monbacks don't get it, <laughs> then we just overpriced it. Stuff happens. I mean, there are some, in some cases, there's limited uh, uh, limited uh, uh, inventory, limited comps. So you're, you're, assuming a, a, uh, you're assuming a few things. But let me tell you something, if it's a mistake, it's a two-week mistake. It's not a, I mean, the average days on market for all these was, you know, I mean, you've got stuff out there now for 115, 120 days. It doesn't sit for 120 days. It sits for about two weeks, three weeks. Then you know you got a problem. And that's when, if you're a realtor at Sanson Properties, or you're, you know, if the masterminds or you're listening to this show, um, and again, I... I've had agents ask me from other companies to do it, and I will not. So, I mean, you you, you talk to Donnie Sampson, join Sampson Properties. I'll work with you all day long. But, you know, we're going to take care of our own um, uh, and make sure that we're not running around with some knucklehead uh, uh, pricing engine that's overpricing 70% of the stuff. So, so I would just ask the realtors, it doesn't cost you anything, just send me the, send me your, um uh tax record i don't want to look that up for you send me the tax record we'll run a pricing model on it we'll send you the charts and and even if you went in and said your house is worth 125 percent of assessment but now it's worth 110 you just got to bite the bullet and i will tell you what the the, the truth will set you free that's what we say the truth will set you free. I'd rather have the seller go, well, you said this and, and get it right and go back and get it right. Then push that off and kick the can down the street. You need to call the seller, have a come to Jesus meeting, go, look, 
That was then. This is now. Today says the house is worth 110% of assessment. We've got to get there as fast as we can. Now, let me say this. Sometimes we will run this. Well, what are the houses um, withdrawing? What, what's their rate? Well, their rate is 112. Well, wait a minute. Homes are selling at 112. So we go back to those houses. They started at 130. And they went to the death spiral. Now they're at 112 and can't sell it. So my point is, if you go into the death spiral, not only is it uh, emotionally draining, not only does it take a toll on, on everybody, it's also going to result in a lower than normal price. So if you come at customary and everybody else is high, and you get two people to start bidding a little bit, maybe they bid it and they bid it up. Maybe they take out the home inspection. Maybe they take out the contingency for appraisal. You know, they'll take these things out. They'll give you better terms. They'll give you better prices if you get it done soon. But if you go too high and you start dropping the price, people have already written this house off. There's something wrong with that house. That's the first thing we got to worry about right now. Let me tell you the second thing we have to worry about. Second thing we have to worry about is um, the quality of buyers you need to be careful. So I would say the quality of buyers in May and, and uh, April were solid as a rock. Just they're coming in with all cash. They're coming in big money. They're coming in with perfect credit they, and they're solid. But when the market turns and it's a little bit more of a buyer's market, you'll see buyers coming out that maybe have to use no money down financing that may have some blemishes on credit that may have a judgment or two that they didn't disclose or talk about. So, so I think all the agents need to be extremely diligent before our buyers were extremely high quality. Now, maybe one out of two, you may have some very serious issue when it comes to what's going on. Let me tell you one thing you need to do. When you talk, first of all, all the brokers are out. All the um, uh, uh, lenders that you don't know, they're out. You need to work with a solid group. You need to work with McLean Mortgage, First Heritage. I mean, if you need a good lender, you call me. Mike, Mike Filan is, is top notch, right? So what they do is they'll make sure that they run judgments and things like that right out of the gate. Some don't. So if you have a tax lien or a tax judgment on you and you do a credit report, it's not on the credit report. It's not on that credit report. They need to sign a document, a separate document that says, I have no judgments, I have no this, I have no that, I have no this. Now, if let's say somebody says, um, um, oh, I had a judgment nobody knew about. Really? Really? Okay. Uh, so we're out of the contract and give us our money back. Really? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, did you sign that document? Did you sign that where you said you had no judgments? Yeah. If we took that house off the market, and you had no judgments, we're researching one of them right now. If you took that house off the market and you said you didn't have any judgments, but you did have a judgment, you're not getting that deposit back. We'll fight to the deaths of hell to get that deposit because you lied. So all I'm saying is we don't want that situation. We don't want any of that situation. We want people to write a contract, make sure it's solid, make sure it's good and go. So working with a, um, a correspondent letter, the lender, George Mason, 
First Heritage, McLean Mortgage, Intercoastal, some of the big boys. They've got to work with the big lenders, right? I think they're more thorough. They've got solid realtors. They've got solid clients. They do a lot better business on their due diligence. So um, this, this uh, the lenders are, are very important right now that they do their due diligence. And the realtors, <coughs> instead of assuming that that lender, um, uh, you know, has done all their due diligence, you, you know, the realtors need to make sure they call the lender, which is what we do. We call every one of them. But you really need to interrogate. Did they sign that thing that said no judgment? <clears throat> Have you searched their judgments? Have you done all of that? So as a part of the new security protocol, you really have to make sure that you do more of a due diligence when that contract comes in so we know we don't have buyers that have any, what do we call them? Um, I don't want to say clouds, hair on it. You don't want anything that's got hair on it. That means it's got problems. So we want to make sure that, you know, we've done our due diligence, we've done our job. Um, we actually, when we list houses, we make sure that we run run a title report on the house just to make sure there's been no issues on it. And um, and as well, I'm working with Mike Filan right now at First Heritage to come up with more and more stringent requirements of the lenders. Have you done a judgment search? Have you done a title search or judgment for that person? In other words, I know he said he didn't, but did you run one? And I think that the lenders, now that we have a little bit more sketchy or a little more hair on the buyers, we need to make sure we get that done and work with very good realtors. So again, the offer today is if you're a realtor with Samson Properties or you're a seller and you want to know what your house is worth, realtors, send me the, um, send me the uh, tax record and we'll get out the charts for you so you can uh, reprice your house or when you're going in for a new listing, make sure you get that done. 70% withdrawals is unacceptable. It puts too many sellers at risk. It causes too much emotional damage. We're here to help sellers. So please, please, I know everybody knows what they're doing. I know they're experts on pricing and they work with RPR and it works just, please send me the tax record and I will make sure that we work to make that your sellers, that Samson listings are priced correctly. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. We're here every Thursday at 12, I have 10.30, at 10.30 in the morning to hopefully put some light on what's going on in the real estate market, give you strategies that work, strategies that don't, make sure that we avoid those, and give you any tips to make your life in the real estate market a little bit more professional and a little bit more successful. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or my email is casey at caseysampson.com. We'll see you again next week. Bye now.